Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, thank you. Getting better. Um, How are you? I'm good. Good. Well. Good. So, I guess I'll start and see if I can't talk my way into this, right? So, before we started recording, you asked if there was anything in... There's a question that I'm in at the moment that I have absolutely no idea. And I know you like that space, so we're going to go with it. But for whoever is listening, I'm talking about something that I don't think I have a lot to see on this, but I'm okay in that space not knowing And all the words are going to be wrong, (laughs) just so you know. So there's something that happened a few years ago, and I just did a recording on someone else's podcast, and I heard myself describe it as something like, when I started to see this, I felt split open and peeled away. Those are the words that I heard coming out of my mouth. I don't know if I ever described it that way before. But essentially, I began to see that all of my beliefs and assumptions and habitual thought and ways of thinking that I thought was who I was, I began to see that that's not who I am. And initially, I sped way up in the very beginning. I sped up because it was a a truth that I knew, but not in my intellect. Mm -hmm. And my intellect still wanted to play the game with me, right? So, but eventually, I began to settle. And it's, of course, thanks to people like you and who, as stubborn as I think I was in the beginning, would never go with me when I went into, okay, so how do I, and, you know, what do I do now? Like, what do I do with this? And and you lovingly and yet stubbornly refused to go with me, which is so different for me. And I thank you for that. But once I, I'm actually getting to it, I'm taking the long way. So once I just started to see that all those things weren't who I was, I realize now that I immediately made it a preference not to want to live from this place, that self. Like I would call it the self, these ideas of who Kate is, right? Yeah. I immediately made a preference of like, oh, no, that's, that's not what I want. 
I don't want, I want this feeling over here that's like deeper knowing. And I, the things that made up Kate now become quote unquote, the bad guy. I don't, I don't know if it was that solid or I even thought about it that way. I just noticed that I have a preference away from that now, which I think, you know, of course makes us very human in that we love our preferences, but seeing that I realized that's not quite it either. And I feel like there's a space right now where I noticed that that's not who I am, all those beliefs. But rejecting that experience doesn't quite feel right either. And so I don't even know if there's a question in it. It's just, uh, no, that doesn't fit somehow. I don't know. And I will actually... I'm going to refer to a quote because I'm, it's almost like I'm living in this quote right now. It's uh, my good friend, Steph. She and I were having a conversation and she sent me a voice memo. And this is the quote. It's not a relinquishing of the experience of the self. It's a surrendering to it and to the greater awareness of what we really are at the same time. She said that. I I think I rewound it maybe like 10 times. Like, what does that even look like? It's a surrendering to that and to the awareness of who we really are. So when... What do you hear in any of that? I can relate. That's the first thing I'd say. Because of how much of a relief it was for me to realize I wasn't what I thought and that what I thought wasn't who I was at all, which is saying the same thing but differently, really differently. The relief of that made me deny myself I was so in my, I don't know what it would be, the spiritual non-human part of me that I had that, as you said, that preference, a really strong preference. And I don't know if it's gone. I'd say it probably hasn't gone. There are still parts of um, the human elements of me that I haven't come to terms with yet, that I haven't made peace with. I don't know if I actually need to and here's why why I mean that. I don't put any credence to the feeling of that. It's just like, oh, look, <laughs> here's a foible. Here's one of my, was it peccadillos? Yeah, peccadillos. Peccadillos. It's, it seems to me like that should be an animal as opposed to a, a thing. It sounds like an, a cousin of an armadillo. <laughs> so I always think of it as um, an animal with a, with a hard shell for his back as opposed to a peccadillo. I keep thinking of it as an armadillo. Anyway, back to the point. I still think there's more for me to see there too, is my summary in that. That's what I'm getting at. But it also feels to me right now as if I don't have to do anything else about it other than just know, oh, there's more for me to see there. 
as opposed to seeking or, hey, let me book a session with, right. with one of my mentors and, hey, I've got to fix this. That isn't there. It's just, oh, look, isn't that funny? Now, I could be, that could be BS too. That could be me just not wanting to face it. I don't know. I really don't know as I'm sitting here talking to you about it. I still find it a miracle that I can laugh at myself with all of that stuff, though. My my foibles and peccadilloes, I can laugh at myself. And I don't mean that I'd laugh at me. Laugh at my... A few episodes ago, we had an episode called The Innocent Idiot. Mm-hmm. It's that version of laughing at me as opposed to the, you, you know, expletive, expletive. I'm not being mean to myself and laughing at me. I find myself amusing about it which is um, also kind of cool it feels like it's wrapped in a topic that you and I have discussed before of allowing all experience I guess I didn't when you see to a certain extent or at least start to see that those things aren't true and what make you who you are it's just very kind of natural categorizing that, that I didn't even see was happening until recently. And it's this beautiful like calling that I feel of allowing. And like Steph said in, in that quote, a surrendering to that experience without judgment. And at the same time, being aware of who I really am. And I, it feels really true to me that who I really am is okay with any experience of life. Mm. And so I think that's why it's this, there's always this feeling of home when I kind of allow any experience of me to show up and flow through. But what I didn't see was my personal mind jumping in and dismissing that experience as if, because it's not who I really am, or I realize, you know, I'm starting to see it's not true for me anymore, that now I'm dismissing it as if it, it's inconsequential and not preferred. That doesn't feel like allowing to me. Mm. That doesn't have that feeling of home when I can just let it be what it is. It's like, you know, when if you worked with clients and every time they had a human experience, you were like, well, that's, you know, that's just thought. That's not true. Next. That's almost what it felt like I was doing for myself. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't feel like allowing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So as I was listening to you, a thought came into my head, which was, and the word that I heard you say a few times that just struck a chord with me was the word surrender. Yeah. And then you said the word allowing just now. And I'm wondering right now in real time, if all I ever need to know is the feeling of surrender, 
if I'm feeling in denial or I'm feeling tight or I'm, you know, something else going on. And then the allowing, the surrender brings me back to the home that you were just talking about. And it's interesting, even as I say that, I notice me physically relax. Yeah. As I said it. Now, that to me is a is a great sign. Maybe there's something there then, because I noticed my my torso melt a bit. wasn't holding myself tight. And I didn't even know I was until surrender and allowing came out of my mouth. And I went, oh, yeah. It's still happening now. I can feel myself relaxing a little more. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me to notice maybe that's it. That's the only thing is the awareness of surrender, allowing nothing to fight, especially me and my preferences. I messaged back that there's something about right now for me after I texted her her own quote and of course, she was like, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steph, you did. <laughs> sure, like, good. I messaged back that there was something about right now for me, surrender and presence. Like present with our experience. Mm. And I think as soon as we start to uh, push up against our experience or judge it and prefer even, I think that's wrong because that's our experience too. That's what's showing up. But we're not as present. Yeah. We're not in presence with that experience. Can I share a story? Yes. This cropped up, right? I, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this story before, but it's just hit me in a different way right now. What year are we? 2022. Okay. So it's a seven years ago, um, one month less than seven years ago. And I was having abdominal pain that ended up being gallstones. And I didn't know what it was, and they didn't know what it was. So they were doing various tests to figure out what's up with this guy. And um, a part of it was I was having occasional but not infrequent nights where I'd be in incredible pain. And it would start at about 10 o'clock at night and it wouldn't finish till 6, 7 a.m. I don't know how many times a week it would happen, maybe twice a week. And it got more and more frequent. And I was having the worst one of these. Um, wait, where are we? I remember the date. It was the 13th of November. So it's seven years ago now-ish and I'm I'm done with this right Jeez. <laughs> and the next day I was going to go in for more tests and these are the last series of tests before they then were going to open me up and you know do what they needed to do to get rid of whatever it was that was going on but this needed to narrow it down so there were more tests to do meanwhile I don't know what time it was four or five hours, maybe even longer than that, into this this bout of pain. And I'd been, I, I got up, 
out of bed because lying down I knew wasn't good and I stood up and that wasn't any good. And I'd walk around the house looking to find any way of getting some sense of relief. <laughs> I'd be pacing around the house in this puzzling, agonizing pain. And I made it back upstairs and I'm lying over the end of the bed with my two hands on the, um, on the mattress and I'm kind of like stooped over trying to find the relief any kind of relief, a body position where it would hurt just a little less. And I'm lying over the edge of the bed, two hands on the mattress, and I start to laugh. Because in that moment, I saw myself. In that moment, I recognized the experience. I wasn't fighting it so much. I thought, look at the mess I'm in. Jeez, I've been traipsing around the house for hours. My Lord, I, it, I don't know what it was. It was just really interesting that I had this perspective on myself of seeing my experience as opposed to fighting it. Now, I know if I was in physical pain right now, if I tried to, hey, do what you did back in November, seven years ago, because that will help you laugh at this, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work telling myself, hey, get perspective. You'll find this funny. This pain isn't, you know, allow it. Surrender into the experience of it. If I told myself that, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have any impact on me. And at the same time, I know it's still possible that I would have a fresh thought that would come into my mind. Or I would have a recollection of that moment from seven years ago, but it wouldn't be telling me what to do. It would just be like a tap, tap. Remember? And then I would relax into it. I know that's possible. But me telling myself to feel better about it or telling myself to surrender is a different form of denial. A different form of not allowing. Now I've, Pretty sure I've never said that before. It feels true as it's coming out of my mouth, though. It feels true. I can't think myself into surrendering. I think that's what I mean. Yet I know at some point it would happen. I love that about insight. Like we have no idea when we'll have them around what subject or I don't even know if I really understand how it happens when it happens but I do I do sense that I can't control that can't force them I guess create them on my own like me personally and think my way into an insight <laughs> That doesn't seem true to me. Can't think my way into it. When I've heard the quote more than once that life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. Do you believe that to be true? Even the stuff like gallstones and all the things your personal mind would call completely inappropriate and unacceptable. Death, loss, people leaving, 
I'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that biggest picture knows it. And then there's a part of me as, as I heard you ask me the question that also hears me sometimes saying that to myself in order um, for me to feel better about it. Mm. Oh, there's a reason for this, you know, all that kind of stuff, the post-rationalization that I can certainly do, and I know lots of other people do. There's a lesson here, let me see it and stuff. And I think it might be simpler than that. It might be simpler than that. And this is a big if, what I'm going to say next, right? If it's true that life is to be experienced, then your question, absolutely, it's happening for us. And then the, the content of what the experience is, is, you know, just whatever the experience is. And all of it, therefore, is for us. The fact of having the experience goes back to a story I said in one very recent episode about what I'm, my current view on the meaning of life. So I think it's true. And then sometimes I misunderstand that and then try and use it as a way for me to think myself to feel better or different. And I get in my head then about seeking and looking for meaning and analyzing. And while I'm always prone to do that as a human, that's what my ego and my intellect will do as a human being, I think. Oh, well, don't think that's where the juice of life is. I don't think that's where the juice of life is. And again, going back to the the whole notion of what you brought up as a topic today, it would be crazy for me to deny that too. I'm going to do that as a human. What do you think? I think sometimes the closest that I can get to truth in those situations, like the absolute closest I can get to truth is when I realize I don't know. (laughs) That feels to me closer to truth than anything I can come up with. And for now that feels like surrender even if it's just surrendering all of my BS. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Wen. Thank you, Kate. You've been listening to this week's episode of Under the Noise with Kate Roberts and me, Wynn Morgan. If you have any questions or comments or things you wanted to share about today's episode, then please let us know our contact details or at the end of this, or wherever you found this podcast. And if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, we'd love to hear that too. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate 
at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.